This podcast session is not sponsored by Merck or any pharmaceutical company. Our goal is simply to get the information out quickly because this medication may soon receive EUA authorization within the coming weeks. It's one of the taglines of this podcast that medicine moves real fast. And that's why we're here to try to keep everyone up to date of the ever evolving data. Well, that couldn't be any more true than it is regarding the treatments for COVID-19. Merck has announced today, which is October the 11th, 2021, that it has turned over its study data over to the FDA as it seeks emergency use authorization for the first anti-COVID oral therapy. That's right, the COVID pill. Now, the results of this scientific research have not been peer-reviewed and they haven't been published. But if this drug candidate is authorized by the regulators, then would be the first oral antiviral treatment for COVID-19. By contrast, the other currently authorized drugs must be delivered intravenously or injected. So I thought it'd be a great time for us to stop and review how this oral medication actually works, who it's intended for, and how it may be a game changer for some, but definitely not all, COVID-19 patients. Just trying to keep everyone up to date on evidence-based practices because medicine moves fast. This is Clinical Pearls. Let's take a look at the data. Remember, this is not a randomized trial. It's not a multi-center. This is from the manufacturer itself. Well, again, I'm not discounting that. I'm just saying put everything in perspective. This was a planned interim analysis that evaluated data from 775 patients. And this was part of their phase three trial to get this medication out. Eligibility criteria required that all patients have laboratory-confirmed mild-to-moderate COVID-19 with symptom onset within five days of study randomization. All patients were required to have at least one risk factor associated with poor disease outcome at study entry. The drug reduced the risk of hospitalization and or death across all key subgroups, and efficacy was not affected by timing of symptom onset or the underlying risk factor. Also, based on the participants with available viral shedding data, which was about 40% of the participants, the drug demonstrated consistent efficacy across viral variants, including Delta, Gamma, and Mu. This pill is designed to treat patients early on during the course of infection or shortly after testing positive. It is only for those with mild to moderate illness and not for those with moderate to severe disease. Now, according to the original data, it can keep patients out of the hospital and can dramatically reduce their chance of death. All right, now here's kind of a weird clinical pearl. Molnupiravir first began as a possible therapy for the Venezuelan equine encephalitis virus and it was first studied at Emory University. But when that fizzled out, the original researchers at the nonprofit company called Drive gave that virus and that data over to the virology team to see if it could work against coronavirus. Well, to their surprise, it actually did. Molnupiravir is closely related to its second cousin, remdesivir. Both are nucleoside analogs, which means that it mimics some of the building blocks of RNA. But the compounds work in entirely different ways. Now remember, remdesivir is already in use for patients that are admitted with coronavirus infection. 
When SARS-CoV-2 enters the cell, the virus needs to duplicate its RNA genome to form new viruses. Remdesivir is a chain terminator. It stops the enzyme that builds these RNA chains from adding further links. Monopiravir, on the other hand, gets incorporated into early RNA strands, and then once inside, it spells disaster for the virus, which is good news for us. The compound can shift its configuration, sometimes mimicking the nucleoside cytidine and sometimes mimicking uridine. These RNA strands become faulty blueprints for the next round of viral genomes. Now, anywhere the compound gets inserted and that confrontational shift happens, then a point mutation occurs. And that point mutations, when they accumulate, makes the viral population collapse. Okay, you know I'm kind of a simple guy, so let's get away from all the virology stuff and let's just make it plain. When this oral medication gets incorporated into the viral RNA, it makes the viral population, well, self-destruct. But, of course, there's always some disclosure, and that's that this pill is not for everybody. It's only for those with mild to moderate illness. Actually, those with moderate to severe illness, it probably won't work. Just recently, two Indian drug makers independently tested generic monopiravir in people with moderate to severe illness, and they sought to end their trial because they found no significant efficacy for this experimental treatment. Now, Merck rebuttaled that and said, hey, these were really sick people. This is not who it's intended for. This is meant to keep people out of the hospital, not to treat those already in the hospital who are quite sick. Okay, well, there you have it. This new medication is now seeking EUA, and it looks like it may be coming within the next four to six weeks. Just trying to keep you up to date on everything that's happening. We'll see what happens with this medication if others will follow. Me, personally, I welcome any new treatment against this horrific disease. So stay healthy, stay informed, and we'll see you next time on Clinical Pearls.